Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Let me pray just before I begin. Lord, we ask that even this morning you would speak to us and you would shape us. Even in this hour, Lord, that you would give us wisdom to know exactly what to do and what not to do. And Lord, that you would strengthen us as your people in every way you intend. In Jesus' name, amen. We also welcome everyone watching online. What you don't know is through your camera on your computer, we can see you. And uh, Russell Hammond, I can see you in your boxes in bed with your eggs and bacon breakfast right now. And so everyone wave at Russell. It is a weird, weird season we're in. Now, listen, I've got 15 good things I want to share. I shared it this morning uh, earlier, but... um, I want to share 15 good things because we need good news in this hour and we need to know that God is in control. He's not panicked. He's not worried. He's not in fear. And so where to take on his posture. Now, some of these are lighthearted, so you're allowed to laugh along, okay? Um, and if you laugh at the wrong section, it doesn't matter. Just laugh with me. The first one, which is kind of a bugbear of mine, just bear with me, is that we don't have to hear about climate change every five minutes in the news. Uh, Finally, we have more important things in the world than climate change. And so for me, that's actually a positive because I'm sick of hearing about it. My second thing, which is a little more serious, is that The world is getting a wake-up call like never before. And all of a sudden, key priorities that we as believers would see as being really important are starting to be talked about. Things like family, things like life, like how are you doing in your life. Rather than all of the other noise that typically runs the world, we're seeing that priorities are getting back to human issues not worldly issues. And so I think this is a good thing. There's a recalibration happening in the human race right now that we get to watch and participate in and we get to ask ourselves some big questions. It's kind of like a refining fire has been burnt all over the world and I'm sure God is at work in each and every nation and he's bringing about a refining. He's allowing a refining. I don't think he's done this, but I think he will use this for his his purposes and his glory. And so we're seeing Russell Hammond just text me. Hello, Russell. I knew you would. (laughs) Anyway, I had to mention Russell. I won't mention the other people who are out mowing their lawns and doing other things right now. But anyway, we're also seeing this unifying power going on in the world, aren't we? There's a a unifying of the human race. And we're seeing a bonding together, a connecting. We're seeing, you know, in European nations, they're singing from the balconies and worshipping together, so-called worshipping. I'll call it worshipping anyway. Singing and doing music for each other. It's, It's breaking down barriers that used to restrict us. And all of a sudden, humans are being humans again. We like each other. And we're actually looking at each other. Even in the supermarket, I'm sure you've actually looked at each other and smiled at someone that maybe you never would have done that otherwise. But all of a sudden, we are doing that. And um, we're also realising that we as the human race are not in control. 
We thought we were in control. We thought governments were in control. We maybe thought our workplaces or our situation we're in, our university is in control, but none of that is in control. Only God is in control. And we pray in this hour as God's people that we would look to Him and that others would look to Him. Maybe people watching online would look to Him like never before. And we would see an underground, undercurrent movement of people awaken to the gospel like never before. God works in incredible ways. He chases us down in in ways that we could never imagine. And so we're seeing that as we are seeing the barriers come down and even the control of nations falling apart, we're seeing humans having to ask big questions. Here's a lighthearted one for you, which is a little bit of a, a, a bugbear for me, but we are seeing hygiene placed on a top level of priority as a human race. And I think this is a good thing. Even though uh, it may be a strange thing, we're seeing, wow, okay, we have to wash our hands and we have to keep a safe distance. You know, there was a Seinfeld episode about close talking many years ago. And it's one of those things that we're not allowed to do that anymore. It's almost legislated that we're not allowed to be a close talker anymore. And so humans are having to learn personal awareness like never before. Funny but true. Never thought that would happening. Psalm 94, 19 says this, When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. We are in a season where a lot of people are anxious. A lot of people are worried. A lot of people are questioning. A lot of people are wondering, how are we going to get through this? I want to assure all of us, which I'm sure you're already on this boat, but just in case, God is in control. We will get through this. He has a plan and a purpose that maybe we can't even see yet, but He is on the other side. He is already planning good things. He's already answering prayers. There are many prayers going up right now. All over the world right now, I bet there are more people praying on the face of the earth than ever before. Than ever before. What a move we could see. What an awakening we could see because through trouble comes questioning. And so there's a deep questioning going on in the hearts of humans right now, all over the world. And I bet there's a lot of people looking at their idols in India or in other parts of the world. They're looking at these wooden idols thinking, I wonder if this thing can really help me. Because maybe they're realising that that thing hasn't been able to help anyone. But there is a God who is above all other gods. And He can help and He will help. And He predicted these things. This is not a surprise to Him. And so we as believers can rise up and say, when this stuff happens, we know the answer. Jesus Christ has come to save those who think that there is no hope. There is hope through Jesus Christ. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. Another benefit in this season is we're seeing that local is very powerful. Family connection is very powerful. And so we're seeing that even though the world in the last decade or two was moving toward globalisation and everything being about other nations and trade partnerships with other nations, there was a strong reliance on other nations, which is not a bad thing in certain sectors, but we're seeing local become powerful again. And this is a good thing. And so we're having to rely on local suppliers. We're having to rely on local people because without that, we'll, we'll fall apart. 
And our little garden, it's a little better than it was last week. It's not going to be enough to feed us. But we're out there looking at our little spinach leaves getting bigger and bigger and going, hey, this is looking promising. But if you've ever thought about home gardening, now's the time. But local is really powerful. We're having to rely on each other. And we mean that when if, we, if there's something we can legitimately do to help, we will try and help. And, uh, but it's powerful, ringing each other, contacting each other, checking in on each other and sending a message to one another has never been more powerful than in this hour. Okay, here's a lighthearted one for you, but I'm sure most of you are on this page. Praise God we don't have to hear about Harry and Megan for a while because I am so sick of hearing about them. I don't care where they are, where they live, what they're doing. It really doesn't affect us in Australia. Let's just leave them be and they can do whatever they want. But there's so many more important things in this world than worrying about Harry and Megan. And so praise God we get some silence from all of that froth and bubble in the media and we get to hear about life and we get to think about life and ask some deep questions. Okay, this might be a strange one for you, but it's, but it's an interesting one. I watch the financial markets, as most of you know, and there's been 30, 40% wiped off the financial markets as at today, and it could change very much on a daily basis up and down. But I believe, and I've looked at historical charts of the markets, and you can actually see that the markets are fairly good predictors of when there is a recovery. And I don't just mean one day up and one day down. I mean a, a week or two's trend can tend to predict when a recovery is coming because people put their money where their mouth is, if you know what I mean. Let me give you an example. If you started to hear some good news that Australia's levels of infection were starting to flatline or even reduce, immediately the fear starts to lift, doesn't it? And immediately people start pumping money back into the markets again because the fear is lifting. And when we see that, we can start to see the recovery. Now, the recovery might be six months away, but you will see that the markets may give us an indication of when the recovery is coming. And I believe it may not be as bad as we think. Now, it may be I could be totally wrong and this is being recorded, so I might look like an idiot in six months' time. But there will be a recovery. There will be a breakthrough. There will be a turnaround. Things will improve again. And, and we can actually, and what I said at the first service, I say again that just be watching the markets, even if you don't do this, just watch the US stock markets and you can actually see when sentiment begins to change. The human race are funny things. When they begin to put their money into things, you can see things are turning around again because to put our money into things means we believe in it. And so it's a little bit of an indicator, but also at this time when, when so much has been wiped off the markets, we can actually see prophetically so much has been wiped off the world as well. It no longer matters if you're a Hollywood star because you can't produce your movies and if you do, no one's watching them anyway. And so the rich and the poor are equal now. The famous and the non-famous are all of a sudden on the same level. And so now we're, we're, all of the froth and bubble of life has been wiped off the market, so to speak, and we're all equal. And we get to look at each other equally. You know, there's, there's probably some really, really wealthy people still worried about, will I have toilet paper next week? That same fear that wealthy people have and superstars have, people who don't have much have. And so we are on a level playing field as the human race like never before. And I think this is a good thing because it gives us all a wake-up call. 
Here's another one. Uh, Life will slow down. Life has been so fast for the fast few for the last few decades, but we are in a season where Psalm 46:10 says this: "Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God will be exalted in this hour. He is in control. There is no fear in his presence. So if we fear, we be still and we get into his knowledge, into his presence. And in that place, we know that he will be exalted in the nations. It's interesting. I've always wondered how could a nation be saved in a day? And we can see in this very hour that nations are being shaken in a day. So Maybe we can actually see how God could turn a nation around in a day, in a week, in a month. Very quickly, God could shake things up here. Life slowing down. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes uh, some nations and some cities are in lockdown, forced into staying in their homes. Be still and know that I am God. Some people are losing a whole lot of security. Be still and know that I am God. Some of us are being shaken up like never before. Be still and know that I am God. We are forced into a place of prayer. Maybe we're forced to spend time with the Lord like never before. Be still and know that I am God. These are good things. Another one is that we can see that in a generation uh, that hasn't really lived through a major crisis, even the GFC was a financial crisis, but uh, a lot of the millennials were at school back then, so it didn't really affect them in the same way. But we can see that some of us who lived lived through the Y2K bug, uh, the GFC, 9-11, these sorts of things, we we got a bit of a shake-up in the last 20 years with some of this stuff, but millennials haven't had to live through this. And so it's a wake-up call to build in resilience resilience like never before. Last century with World War I, the Depression, World War II, Vietnam and other world shakeups as well, we can see that previous generations have had to build in an awareness of safety, an awareness of resilience and perseverance and strength like never before. They knew what it was, but we haven't had to do that so much. And so we are getting into our psyche the awareness that the world will not stay the same forever. There isn't always a handout for everyone just going to help me. We actually need a reliance and a resilience in Jesus Christ like never before. He is in control. And so we as a generation and millennials, we need to realise that there may not always be something to buffer us, but we need a reliance and a resilience on Christ that we can stand through persecution. I want to read a a verse. Romans 5, 3 to 5 says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that sufferings produces perseverance. This is what we're learning right now. Perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Let me tell you, if you're hoping in the Lord, if you're in faith that God is in control, you will not be put to shame. Even though your neighbours may think you're crazy for saying, God is in control, He's got it all under control, I'm going to be praying for you, then they might think you're a little bit strange, but you will not be put to shame. 
because you're not, your hope is not in some vacant thing. It's in a God who's real. It's in a Christ who saves. It's in a Holy Spirit, like Karen says, who doesn't have distancing. He can be ever present now, just like he was a month ago. And so hope does not disappoint. It does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Another one is bigger is not best anymore. It used to be. Bigger used to be everything, didn't it? Bigger stadiums, bigger meetings, bigger concerts, bigger everything. It was all about numbers. Well, now the smaller it is, the safer it is. The world is upside down now. What we thought was left is now right. I mean, it's uh, unbelievable, isn't it? And, and first shall be last and last shall be first. That's what Scripture says. And so... We know as believers that even though the world is being shaken, we will not be shaken because we believe in a God who is not shaken at all. And so we have this awareness that big doesn't matter anyway. It may come in the next few weeks that we can't even meet like this. It's okay. We can still meet online. And our cameras will go into your lounge room. I'm just kidding. We can't even do that. But um, we could if we're really clever, but we can't. But we will still meet online and and we will encourage community. We'll encourage phone calls. We'll do whatever we can because when we go underground, we still want to connect as believers. And so this will allow us a creativity that we never would have dared explore in other realms. We wouldn't have risked some of the things that we will risk now. Uh, But it is a good thing and we're seeing it as a good thing. And so we're also seeing this incredible unity Across the aisles of parliament, Labour and Liberal, if you like, Labour and Coalition, and we're seeing a unity that we've never seen before, perhaps for me anyway. And we're seeing Anthony Albanese, the leader of the opposition, and the PM Scott Morrison. Here's Stephen Marshall, our Premier. We're seeing them uh, uh, looking at priorities over our nation and our city, and we're seeing them making generally really good decisions, and they're being honouring of one another. And, and so we want to be praying for that. We want to be believers who speak life into our parliament, speak life into our leaders and we stand for truth and hope and destiny. And so whatever we can do to be mouthpieces of hope into our regions and stand for our government and pray for our PM, he's going to need our prayers right now, right? And so it's an hour where we are to focus our prayers into a positive atmosphere. Sufferings produce perseverance. Perseverance in this hour has probably never been as important for the last 20 years as it is now. We need to learn perseverance and pray in perseverance so that we can stand. Even if the test and the wind blows, we actually stay in hope. Because sufferings produces perseverance. Perseverance developed our character. And out of getting good character, we can see the hope of the Lord. And He is always hopeful. We go from glory to glory. And as we've said over the years, sometimes it's a journey of glory to gory to glory, but it's still glory to gory. But it might be a little bit, I'm getting all that wrong now, glories and gories. But you know what I mean? It might get a little bit gory along the way, but we go from glory to glory. And so our, our eyes are always looking to Him. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, from no one else. And we bless our parliament now. We bless our government doing what they can. And and it's incredible. But our ultimate hope comes from the Lord. 
And so I want us to stand this morning, lift your hands, close your eyes. You might be in your bedroom, do it with us or out in the backyard or down at the beach or wherever you are. I want us to lift our hands and I want to pray a prayer and a decree over us as a house. Harvest Australia Church, right from the Morford Vale region, right the way down Aldinger and beyond and all of this city. We want to decree the word of the Lord over us as a house. Psalm 511 says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. And Father, we ask your hedge of protection over every person connected and watching in right now, Harvest Church. We pray right now that your fiery protection would go before us and be behind us, on our right, on our left, above us and below. And Lord, we pray the blood of Jesus over each family, over each household. We pray protection and healing and life and virtue be ever present upon us. Lord, we pray your blessing upon us financially. Give us wisdom. And Lord, we pray for breakthroughs in this season. Holy Spirit, we ask that even right now, and even those watching online, we pray for your presence to be released in a mighty way in our community, that you would heal bodies, that you would restore, restore people physically. Lord, that you would protect us, that you would pour out your Spirit in great ways upon us as a people. And Lord, we thank you for everything you're doing in this hour. I pray that your voice would be so clear, so loud that we would seek you as never before. And Lord, we ask for an awakening in this hour. Even in homes, let there be an awakening. Even in our families, let there be an awakening. In our churches, let there be an awakening. Holy Spirit, we say, come, awaken us. Awaken us. Awaken us afresh as your people in great ways in this hour, in this season, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Bless you guys.